on this week's episode. Tracy, Val, and Jake are back together again, again, as we kick off Reunited Feels So Good Month, where we're going to be talking about movies all month long, where people are getting back together, reuniting for the first time in a long time, which is very exciting because we feel like a lot of people are doing that this summer. So the whole month of July is Reunited Feels So Good Month, and we're kicking it off with First Wives Club. If you've never seen it, it came out in 1996. Uh, It was a comedy starring... Diane Keaton, Bette Midler, Goldie Hawn. Uh, It's a lot more fun than we thought it would be. And really, who doesn't want to listen to two guys like Tracy and Jake talk about a movie about three women who have gone through a divorce and are getting their revenge? Uh, Val picked this one. It was more fun than we thought it was going to be. The episode is a lot of fun. And all of it starts uh, right now on Movies That Make Us. and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And we are back at the Watchtower. Back at Watchtower. number two. Woohoo! Yeah. And we all decided to wear the same shirts uh, for week number two here at the Watchtower. We such don't a change our clothes. Yeah, such a, such <laughs> Probably a if we well, wouldn't have said well, anything, nobody We wanted continuity noticed. from the previous episode. Right. Does that mean yeah. that this is like what I, the shirt I have to wear for the whole season? I no. would have chosen a different shirt. Well, it's, it's like when you die, those are your ghost clothes forever. Whatever you're wearing, those are your ghost clothes, so. Oh, dang it. That's a nice shirt, though, New York. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's fine, yeah. Got my breakfast on it. (laughs) I have that (laughs) happen way too often, unfortunately. (laughs) The other day I was trying to do a video for social media, and I was recording, and then I got done, and I had, like, a chocolate smudge, like, right here. Oh, nice. nice. (laughs) But I caught it before I posted, so it's fine. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. I think you should have still posted it. (laughs) That's the real Jake. The yeah, real Jake. There yeah. you go. Well, it is July. We are talking about movies where people are getting back together in person. Well, not just necessarily in person because before the before times we didn't have to say in person. Like, that was just, just coming back together in one way or another because yeah. right. that's what we're doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're all getting back Reunited together. And it- Feels so good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll stop doing that. Too, <laughs> Thanks for joining in with me, though. Yeah, of course. I didn't want you out there by yourself. I love that. This movie inspired me that when one of us starts singing, we all have to jump mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. sing. Even if it ends with us waltzing down the street in the rain, it'll be fun. Well, before we get into my pick for yes. that movie, I did want to pick F9. Fast mm-hmm. and Furious 9. but mean FF9? Not, no, Tracy, <laughs> it's not FF9. It's Fast it's just Furious F, 9. It's just F9. Every time you say FF9, you sound old. And like our buddy Craig <laughs> Price says, it's the most useless key on the keyboard, just like the series. Oh! And, or the franchise. And that hurt my that. feelings Ooh. because we've done a lot of podcasts together lately, me and Craig, and I'm like, <laughs> we need a break. We need a we need a, sweat, a separation for the next couple of months. We just need to miss each other yeah. a little bit. Um, and he agreed. You've, you've got, agreed. like, until September because he's going to be here for Fan X, so hopefully oh, yeah. that's enough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I think that's good. Yeah, I think that that's good. Yeah. Um, but F9 is all, it's the 20th anniversary movie. It's been 20 years since the first Fast and Furious, and they bring everyone back into to this movie and when I say everyone I mean there are so many great people that come back in this movie and you guys know that I love this franchise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like F9 is the movie that they were like what haven't we done let's do it all let's put everything and they do they even put a Fiero in space yeah like this is which was funny because last last September when we did the first Utah Remote Con, we mm-hmm. had a panel talking about yeah. Fast and Furious, and they talked about is it going to go into space? Yeah, and mm-hmm. they did actually mm-hmm. go yeah. into space. Yeah, so it like happened. Now, when you go to see this movie, you, you're not going to go thinking I'm here for the story. I'm here to see this nominated for I Academy am going to Award. See a piece of art. No, this is (laughs) full-on brain candy fun. You're going for the car races. You're going to see, you know, what they're going to do next with the car. But it also, they bring John Cena back. And so we Mm -hmm. find out the Toretto brothers, because John Cena and uh, uh, 
Denzel Washington, not Denzel Washington. Vin Diesel. (laughs) That would be a totally different movie. People are already struggling enough with John Cena and Vin Diesel being brothers, Denzel Washington. Yeah, well, they explain explain why they are not friends, why they don't like each other in this movie, and they kind of explain why they don't necessarily look exactly alike either, which is really funny. Mm. Um, But there's some Hobbs and Shaw references, and there is a mid-credit scene at the end of the movie that you do not want to miss. Okay. So go see it in the theater. This mm-hmm. is an mm-hmm. in-the-theater movie. I like that I said, okay, like I'm going to go. I yeah. haven't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. I haven't either. I probably I saw, but this is the thing. So Dave, my fiancé, saw the first one, and yeah. then he saw this one. He had no problem. He laughed his butt off. Yeah. And I'm like, will you now watch Hobbs and Shaw with me? Because there were some people from Hobbs and Shaw in this movie. Mm-hmm. Hobbs so, and Shaw wasn't bad. No, Hobbs and Shaw was great. Um, but they upped... They upped. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw was great. It wasn't bad. It was great, Tracy. So in Hobbs and Shaw, and I've right. talked about this before, like they have all these cars that connect to a helicopter because they're trying to bring the helicopter down, but the helicopter seems to be more powerful than seven cars, yeah, right? Like, I'm pretty sure that most helicopters, right? you hook one car up, it's well, going to have a They outdo it in this movie with what they do with the cars. And so it's so ridiculous. It's fantastic. Um, but because I didn't choose F9, I chose um, the movie that was like the closest I could find to F9. And, <laughs> and, that's, the, and that's the first Wives Club. <laughs> Listen, as someone who does most of the segues off this show, that one is the best we've ever done. Slow clap. Uh, Slow clap. Because I was going to joke about, well, so First Wives Club is very similar, and you went just straight just, for it. it. The way she wove that story, she didn't just give you the punchline, she gave you a story before we yeah. got into the punchline. I. So well, that's I, what a good comedian mm-hmm, does. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, this is what I want to do when I grow exactly. up. I'm trying to be a stand-up comedian. I practice here. With, with material like that, you're set. <laughs> um, I don't know how that works in a stand-up. That probably in a set. I don't know. Anyway. I, I don't know either because obviously I've done it one time. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you picked First Wives Club. I was right. going to say suggested, but we just tell tell us what we're going to watch. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I had never seen it. And I think it might have been either. because it came out in 96 when I was Well, it's, And it's also not really made for you guys. Yeah, no, it totally. Like I said. I was 21. I yeah. was 14-year-old teenage boy. Not yeah. This was not my jam at all. And yeah. it still isn't, believe it or not. Yeah. But we watched it. Yeah. You? Thank you. I, I, <laughs> wow. I, okay, I'm excited <laughs> to see where this is going. Um, this, is, this isn't a movie I think that people would automatically say, you know what movie Val likes? Yeah, Val likes yeah. uh-huh. the first wives club because um, it's not a movie that I would tend to pick and even talk about on here. But I do think when we're talking about movies where people are coming back together and full circle, there is so much comedy in this film. There are so many great actresses and actors in this movie, but I also think they do such a good job at creating each individual character without the movie taking three hours mm-hmm without losing what the entire movie is all about, I think that it's underrated. I think people automatically say, oh, First Wives Club about a bunch of divorced women. You've got Bette Midler and Goldie Hawn and whatever. But I feel like it's actually a really smart movie. And if it would have been made now without Mm -hmm. some of the tropes Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. came into 90s films about women, because there were certain things. If you were going to make a movie with all women in it, starring women, Mm -hmm. there were certain things that Hollywood was like, well, you have to do this in order to get this movie made. So there are some things in this movie that I I don't, as a woman, I'm like, I don't know. But it it fits to the time because Mm -hmm. that's how women were treated. That's how they did Mm -hmm. things. And that's how Hollywood made those movies. But I do think it's really smart. So it's all about, and I love, okay, so here's the cast. Goldie Hawn, Diane Keaton, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Maggie Smith, Mm -hmm. um, um, Stockard Channing, um, and I love Marsha Gay Harden. Mm -hmm. So that's like all of the women. And not all of them have huge parts. Like Sarah Jessica Parker that this is the fact that she plays just like this ditzy, stupid, mm-hmm. like nothing in 1996. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like she took a step down in this character, but she did it so well. Yeah, she was really great. We missed this. one of the 
most famous actresses of the bunch. Oh, Elizabeth Berkeley <laughs> is in this from Saved by the Bell and what's the stripper movie? Showgirls. Showgirls. Yeah, she, boy, <laughs> Jesse, after she graduated from Bayside, she mm-hmm. really went, like, she struggled. She really did. It's yeah. always the, the quiet ones yeah. that you have to be mm-hmm. careful with. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she's in this too. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've got Goldie Hawn, which is fine, and Bette yeah. Midler, which is fine, but you have. Oh. Yeah. No. But I mean, it's so great because she does play this character that like, and now that I'm in my 40s and I'm in them now, I'm not just 40. I'm going to be 42 this year. It's the mm-hmm. year of everything. Um, yeah, life, the universe, but, everything. Um, this is it. This, this year is the answer. This, it is. Yeah. I'm so excited because I'm going to learn all the I'm answers you, to everything. This wasn't the year last year because that would have been really bad. No, last year was actually a good year for me. Okay. I know everybody right. else was like 2020, blah, but a lot of good things happened to okay. me in 2020. True, so, true. Okay. Um, But for me, like Stockard Channing, um, she has a very small part in this movie, but she's great in everything. Mm-hmm. So she really is. Yeah. All of these women went to college together. Um, and when you go to college or when you're in high school and you have all of your girlfriends or your friends, I had mainly friends, not a lot of girlfriends, mm-hmm. you're kind of in this different world. And then you hope that you're going to hold on to each other, but then life happens to yeah. most of us and we go different ways. And all of these women went totally different directions. And Stalker Channing's um, character is the one that ended up like really having everything. She had a husband. She you know, had this big, huge penthouse, all this money, all these charities, and she ends up committing suicide suicide um and it just kind of blew these girls lives for a loop they hadn't seen each other since college and it kind of brought them all back together and i think if you have a good friend a best friend that's really a best friend they're gonna tell you when you're not being like great Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. what i love about these women because every chance they get they're like telling each other exactly how it is (laughs) and they're just so real with each other no Mm -hmm. matter if it hurts or not so I, I love Soccer Channing, and I, I love uh, West Wing, where she's yes. the first oh my lady gosh. in that. And so when I saw that she was in it, I was like, oh, great. You don't see a lot of stuff. Like, she's not in a ton of stuff, and yeah. she's always really good, so I was really excited. <laughs> and then I was very disappointed when I found out that, like, that was it. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, mean, it's sad because she... Yeah, suicide, but still, it was just yeah. disappointing. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! For me, I think the best role was Bette Midler. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I've seen Goldie Hawn play this character before. Right. I've seen Diane Keaton play kind of a dowdy character mm-hmm. before. Not this dowdy, mm-hmm. but kind of dowdy. Mm-hmm. But for me, Bette Midler is usually not this frumpy mom um, character. So this, for me, mm-hmm. I feel like she we saw the biggest transition with her right. um, in this. And she kind of was also the character that kind of held everybody together um, in this. Because you had, you know, um, Goldie Hawn's character who plays this, you know, big Hollywood actress who's also a producer who has, whose husband, now ex-husband, um, has basically taken credit for all of her work, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which actually happens in Hollywood mm-hmm. a lot. A lot. Yep. And Goldie Hawn's trying to figure out how that now she's the mom actress and not the main character actress. Right. And she's going through like an identity crisis. She's drinking a lot. She's getting a lot of like lip injections, which is a funny scene when she tries <laughs> to drink water <laughs> with these lip injections. Um, Goldie Hawn is a great comedian. She really like, is. I would she's love really to talk about her early commitment you know, comedic Mm -hmm. movies Mm -hmm. because she really is great. This, yes, she was great and I loved it. Diane Keaton, she plays this kind of dowdy mama's girl, like whatever you want kind of person. And her now ex-husband also went for a younger girl, you know, doesn't give her credit for anything. He's dating their therapist. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that scene was really... (laughs) I'm not seeing anybody. She walks right in. (laughs) You're my therapist. You told her. And as your therapist, (laughs) this is a chance for a new beginning for you. I love Marcia Gay Harden. Like, she's she's perfect at this. So you told her, and he's like, I was very straightforward and honest with her. And it's like, wait a second. Wait, you didn't say anything. (laughs) Yeah, that was... Yeah. That was, don't don't date your therapist. Just, yeah, don't well, do That's never a good idea. So all these women now have ex-husbands because their ex-husbands either left them for someone young, were being totally stupid, embezzled money, or all of the above, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so they decide, hey, this is happening to a lot of women. There's something that we should do about it. Not only are we going to screw our ex-husbands, but we are going to help other women, like, 
come out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. Like one of my favorite scenes is when Goldie Hawn is selling half of her assets and she sells them to her friend for a dollar so yeah. that her friend can then go auction them off and actually have some money because she doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. And so she walks into her big producer ex-husband's office and puts 50 cents on the table. Here's your half. Well, and, even, and even leading up to that as like, she decided, okay, fine. If you want me to sell everything that, that, and like having the three, the like the mover guys following her just around and just taking office. all of the that stuff. Goes, out of yes, I love it. it this so desk, good. like they take the desk right from in front of him. Well, and it's just proof, like visually, <laughs> that she had so much to do with his business mm-hmm. that you know, down to picking everything out, yeah. to hiring people, picking everything out, producing a lot of the shows, all this stuff. And I think that was a good visual to show just how much she was involved and he took for granted at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah, it was really – so, like I said, this wasn't a movie that was ever really on my radar. Yeah. But I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to because mm-hmm. I do think that the three main actresses are really super talented and do such a great job in their roles. And I think there are some very funny moments. I do think that it is very dated. Like, it is yes. very, it's oh, very Oh, you can 90s. tell that it's made in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But I do think it holds up if you know what you're getting into. Yes. Um, I think that it was made – Great. Like, it didn't have that 80s, 90s kind of film feel, like, Mm -hmm. as far as, like, the film quality. Um, But, you know, it also has some of the comedy that I love about movies from the 80s and 90s that you don't see anymore in Mm -hmm. a comedy. And that's, like, when they're on the window washer. You know, that stuff that you saw from the 60s, 70s, 80s that you don't see anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do love some of those, like, I call them, like, I love Lucy moments. Right. When you're playing into something that's totally ridiculous, but it just is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like push-down comedies where people are slipping and falling, but I think that moment was really great. I also love the moment... Where Diane Keaton's daughter, who they hire as their um, secretary, um, when her dad comes in and he's like, what's going on here? And then she walks him in and she's like, oh, yeah, and I'm a lesbian and shuts the door. And that that whole thing, like that was treated very much like it was in the 90s because Mm -hmm. it was a big shocking thing. And I think it still is for a lot of people. But but, uh, even like when they go to the bar and Uh things like that, it is very over the top 90s. Yeah. It was, we want to include this in our movies, but we're not really sure how to do it in the right way yet, and so it, it was... It reminded me of when we did Clifford, when they yeah. when she's walking down the street, and the two um, men yeah. dressed as women come up to her, and she's, I can spot a fake a mile away, you know, yeah. it's, it was that kind of thing. But I yeah. did love how when they, when they brought these things in the movie, they didn't make a big deal about it. It was, right. you right. know, because I, this came out in... 1996 is a year before I graduated high school and that was something that me and my girlfriends did all the time is we would go dancing at gay bars because that's where we felt safe Mm -hmm. yeah you know Mm -hmm. and they played better music and the guys were better dancers you know and we knew we weren't going to get hit on and so for me I was like I mean we totally do this all the time and then you know to everyone else her daughter being gay was not nobody cared Mm -hmm. you know but when she Mm -hmm. said it to her dad she was really just trying to stick one in because everyone knew but him and so for me I kind of loved that for this movie that came out in 1996 because moms didn't care. Nobody else cared, but she would just like her dad was a jerk. Mm-hmm. So she just wanted one more thing that he didn't know about, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, there are still, there are a lot of things that you can tell. Okay. This was made during a certain time period, but I do think relationships with women are often not shown in movies unless they are, there's a huge conflict this yeah. one does that huge, have that huge conflict, but these women are really real with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They call each other out. Like I could relate it to Bridesmaids a mm-hmm. little bit, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which isn't my favorite movie, um, but there are still some moments in there. But I think that they make fun of the female relationship in that movie and Bridesmaids more than they do hone it in as it's something that should be important to us. Um, where I think in this movie, they it shows just how good they are with each other. And just how they bring, like, the best out of each other. Like, yeah, you can all get married and have a partner, but you shouldn't let go of your friends. You should Mm -hmm. have a life outside of your partner. And I think that's a really good message Mm -hmm. to give anybody, Mm -hmm. but especially, like, women at the time. Like, that's what I thought. You got married, you had kids, and then that that was your life, Mm -hmm. you know? And so seeing something like this is kind of cool. 
back well, then. They, yeah, and, and even when they show as as they progress and grow as characters, and you get to the end of the movie, and um, only one of them ends up back with yeah with her husband. Uh, but like Goldie Hawn's character, she goes on and, and does the theater and starts yeah. kind of embracing pushes herself. Where she's, mm-hmm. You know where she's at in her career, and then. Uh, Diane Keaton's character Annie, when she says, "Yeah," and he came back and said he wanted me back, and I told him to drop dead. And it, like it was good yeah. to see that they were able to resolve and move forward without the man in the picture, yeah. which doesn't uh-huh. happen a lot in yeah. stories where it's like, "Well, yeah, she was able to move forward because she met a new guy who was better than the old guy," and yeah. or they get back together, and that didn't right. happen in this right. movie. Yeah. So, and I like that. So. Yeah, and I do think for some reason, like, if you look back at the 90s, there was this huge trend of, like, older guys dating, like, 20-year-old, and Mm -hmm. I know it still happens now, Mm -hmm. but I don't, like, right now I see a lot of, like, going both ways, like, younger men, older women, you know, whatever, but I think that it was just, like, it was something guys thought that they had to do. Mm -hmm. You hit 40, 45, and you've got to get a fast car, and you've got to get a Mm 20-year-old, you know, and I feel like it was something at the time that was happening a lot, but nobody was really talking about it in real life, because Mm -hmm. back then we didn't talk about our feelings, we didn't talk about all the bad things that were going on, we just kind of pretended like it wasn't happening. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great to see like these actresses who we use who use who their lives usually look really, really great. Mm-hmm. You know, and even like, you know, Goldie Hahn's character who is this big actress who makes all this money, you know, who's beautiful without the lips. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, you know, if somebody's gonna cheat on her, somebody could cheat on anyone. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, um, I don't know who I was talking to. Oh, I was talking to one of my best friends about, um, you know, like how could somebody um, cheat on Halle Berry or how could somebody cheat on? And I'm like, for everyone that likes one person, mm-hmm. there's always a guy that like or a girl that likes someone else, you mm-hmm. know, like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who you are. But in this movie, it shows like that everyone has something different they need to work on. Yeah, all of the wives, and it's not a man-bashing movie by any... No, by, no But not. they all figure out, yes, their husbands have issues to work on, but they also had issues they need mm-hmm. to work on. Like Bette Midler's character, she kind of just let herself go. She kind of just said, you know what, I'm just going to get in this comfortable phase. I'm not really working on myself, my marriage, anything. And she was just angry all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody wants to be at home with that either, you know. And Diane Keaton's character needed her voice. You know, she was just like a yes woman all the mm-hmm. time. So, like, they all had something they needed to work on, um, both individually and with their partners. Yeah, I agree. And by the end of the movie, when they all meet up, you know, at the big party, they're kind of all in a good place. But I do love that they had the guy's car towed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love it where he, where he sees her outside the, the uh, grand opening that they yeah. had done in the big gala that they were throwing. He says, oh, yeah, I used to have a Lamborghini like this because it was his. Yeah, that he bought for a dollar. There were some really great moments like that throughout the film. Like, I love when uh, Dan Keaton's ex-husband comes to work on the last day. Yeah. And he asks his daughter, okay, how's it looking today or what? She's like, oh, it's going to be hell today, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, because she knows what's going on. And and that moment when he walks in and there's Diane Keaton with his two partners and she's bought the company out basically it was it was really awesome but <laughs> but there are some really good one-liners like that throughout the movie and i i think it was fun yeah Diane Keaton's not my favorite actress mm-hmm. and oh, i don't know oh she's one of mine I, this one that i don't know i, I love Goldie Hawn i love Bette Midler uh-huh. but i don't know Diane Keaton just seemed a little out of place with with those yeah. I really I really liked it because again yes I've kind of seen her play a dowdy character before but she's usually a dowdy heroine but yeah. in this one she really is super dowdy and that relationship between her and her mom when her mom's like well what did you do wrong why can't you fix this like you need to do whatever you can do to get him back like it's all her fault mm-hmm. and that is a lot of moms yeah. like from that era you know what I mean? Or just get out. Just leave him. Just And so Diane Keaton's character was either always trying to please her mother or please her husband, even please her therapist. Like, she apologized True. to her therapist, the person that's sleeping well, even, with her husband. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even when her daughter's like, yeah, Mom, you haven't, like, since you've been hanging out with him, you haven't even apologized once. She said, I know. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> But like I, I love it because there, she's not a heroine in this movie at all. 
And she's just this dowdy person. But I love Diane Keaton because she reminds me of my mom. Not mm-hmm. in this movie, but she just reminds me of my mom in general. Um, but for me, like, I really love her in this movie and then the one with Jack Nicholson. Mm. Uh, as I can't good think as it gets? As, no, no, that's that's a Helen Hunt. Yeah. As good as it gets, though, is a fantastic yes. movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, that like is that. a really good yeah. movie. Um, but no, so, sure. yeah, I think... I. I don't think this is, again, it wasn't nominated for anything, and it didn't no. need to be nominated. Well, it could have well, been nominated was, for actress, I don't know. But. You mentioned it being a, a 90s movie and how it just it only fits in that decade. And I agree because, like, when I, when I heard the concept of the movie, I pictured when you talk about a First Wives Club, that it was just, like, them getting together and trying, not, like, buying a physical building and, like, building an actual club and, like, having mm-hmm. business cards and, like... The lengths that they go to it, and I'm like, yeah. okay, they are going all out for this, yeah. and that mm-hmm. only works in this time period. I think it would be hard to make a movie like that today that would be taken as seriously as. as, as I don't know. Isn't it, it, isn't it a, a comedic series now on one of the? I don't, if it is, like I haven't on watched it. BT or something. I think they're all. Yeah. Oh, if it if it is, I haven't watched it, yeah. but I, I do think this could be remade. Not called this, but the same kind of yeah. thing, and it. That I do love that because most most people, I'm not going to say most women, but most people, is we all think this bad thing's happening to me, but I know it's happening to other people too. And then you just move on with your day and you go eat another piece of pizza, right? Mm-hmm. But these women actually just one yeah. said <laughs> or a whole uh, pizza. Um, these women actually did something about it, and I do think there is that one percent of people that do do think something about it. You know, yes, mm-hmm. it's totally kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But at the same time, they make this foundation, name it after their friend that felt like she was stuck, committed suicide. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's not a thinker. No, you just not. sit down, you watch it, and then you move on with your day. But I do think there is a lot to be said about um, the comedy in this movie, what the whole story is, mm-hmm. and if they were to redo it now... Um, and please don't put Tiffany Haddish in it and, like, everybody that you keep putting in a comedy. I like Tiffany Haddish. I just feel like they keep putting She's her in the in same everything. role over and over. Mm-hmm. Let her do something new. Um, but I do think there would be a place for it now, and I think it would probably actually be better because they wouldn't have to fall back on some of these old stereotypes um, of women. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, again, a lot of those things that happened in the movie happened to a lot of women, you know? Mm-hmm. So... You mentioned uh, Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Elizabeth yes. <laughs> I was super excited to see Balky from Perfect Strangers right? show up. As the <laughs> right? right? Oh, he was. I did not know he, he was in this. I'm was like, oh my so gosh. fun. Yeah, like, he, he was, was really so good. that. And again, that whole choreography of that old time comedy, like yes. look over here because something's happening over here. I love that when mm-hmm. it's done right, and I mm-hmm. really do think it was done right in this movie yeah. i don't we don't see a lot of that now no. and i right. really kind of miss that look over here there's something going on over <laughs> yeah, here that, that scene in the apartment as the, the thing's going down and he's like you know oh no we're not gonna look at the window we're done the window's done let's move over here to the stairs now. <laughs> and he just he, he played it really well and and then when he and maggie smith are ganging up on her at the auction telling uh-huh. her to buy the stuff and i just enjoyed that maggie, maggie smith, smith oh man mm-hmm. she's just in it for like seven whole minutes of the whole movie but it's, it's the best seven, seven minutes, minutes. <laughs> well the, the, the lunch with her and sarah jessica parker and you know she's like i told him we got to get classy and we got to be with classy people and she's like chewing and talking <laughs> at the same time and maggie smith's like, like yeah. <laughs> And this was a weird, because when I think of Maggie Smith now, I think of her in, like, the Professor McGonagall role or Downton Abbey and things like that, because that's Mm -hmm. kind of where she gets cast at this point. And this was a little bit earlier in her career, so she was still kind of that rebellious, older Mm -hmm. woman kind of role, and I really enjoyed watching her in this, because it was very different. I had to nudge her (laughs) off, I'm like, there's Professor McGonagall. (laughs) Because it's not as easily apparent, you know? Yeah. But but she's great. Really good performances all around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Bette Midler actually moves her arms. <laughs> now I'm like thinking. That's, that's a deep cut right there. That is a deep cut. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she does. Um, she is one that I don't think gets as much recognition yeah. as she should. Um, I recently watched the series The Politician on Netflix. Yeah. She's amazing mm-hmm. She's in, that, in that film. It's just so... 
she's she's underappreciated in a lot I of agree. things for me. Yeah, I that I definitely love when she, in this movie she pulls her husband. Her husband's like in the basement. They pull him into the basement. All that like she again. Her character I think has the biggest. Um, changes, mm-hmm. but also is the most realistic to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Like most, more, most likely, if you have a kid with someone, you've been married for that long, and they do something, you know, like this, you love this person, right. and yeah, you kind of want to, you know, maybe get back at them a little bit, but you're probably going to try and work it out, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and it's not always as dramatic as the Goldie Hawn situation, right? right? That's right. not... And so yeah, I really love how this one, yeah, he made some bad choices, mm-hmm. you know, a few bad choices, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but she's also not a jerk to her son right. about no. the situation, which I really like to see that. Again, mm-hmm. I didn't want... I think people automatically see this movie title and who's it, and they're like, this is just going to be a male bashing movie mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a bunch yeah. of women and, you know, whatever, but no, I really like how she well, tries to keep it... Well, it's interesting, too, because, it, it, sorry, real quick, um, it, it kind of took on that persona when it came out. I remember yeah. that was kind of the buzz about the movie, and, and so I was kind of expecting that, and yeah. then it wasn't. Yeah, and I do, speaking of her relationship with her son, I do think that oftentimes in these movies, like, the divorce kid is either, like, super depressed mm-hmm. or, like, yeah. angry at the world and, like, doesn't have a good relationship with either of his parents or her yeah. parents, and I... That's not the way it works for a lot of divorces. Yeah. It does work that way for some, and that's yeah. really sad. But like, mm-hmm. I grew up with my parents' divorce, and I felt like I had a pretty good relationship yeah. because my parents made the effort for right. me mm-hmm. to have that relationship. And she does the same thing. Yeah. Like, she doesn't keep him from his dad. Yeah. She lets him go to the basketball games with him. She doesn't talk overly negative about yeah. his dad. I mean, there are things that frustrate her, but she yeah. doesn't. It's just like Even when stuff. he says, you know... You know, now that dad's engaged to Shelly, and she had no idea that that yeah, happened. Like, and she, like, <laughs> composed herself real. I mean, yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, well, that, you know, that, that would be hard to. Like, take. watching it now to watching it then, like, I'm watching her and I'm like, I've had these moments, mm-hmm. like, with my yeah. kid in that situation mm-hmm. where my daughter would bring something. Yeah. When, you know, my daughter would bring something up, and I would just be like, okay, you know, and then you go cry in your closet later with, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I feel like her character was the most relatable, but I also feel like her as an actress mm-hmm. had to push more than we've seen her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Goldie Hawn comedy is hard, and Goldie Hawn does it well. Like, almost so yeah, well that it just it really seems well. like, like she's effortless. effortless, right? Yeah. But I do think Bette Midler doesn't always get the credit that she deserves, and I do think her character not... It's not the most glamorous character. It seems right. like the most regular character, but sometimes that's the hardest to play because mm-hmm. we relate to it more because we've seen it more um, yeah. and because it's not as sexy and spicy as everything else. Right, right. Yeah. And that's real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I prefer sexy and spicy myself. Well, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, look at your shirt, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm downplayed with your guys' shirts. I feel like I need to up my game yeah, next on. time. Well, <laughs> I've been waiting a year to, like, <laughs> to wear, wear the shirt. shirt You're like, public, did you put, so. so like the first day of school, you were yeah. like putting your outfit out last night? <laughs> we were going to take a picture of me, and I was going to be like, <laughs> first grade. Uh, first day podcasting. Yeah. Um, get all my equipment. My... <laughs> oh, my gosh. You have to. You have to do that. Please. Please do so, it. Oh. Will you make him do that? She, <laughs> we need She's a, laughing, but it's that kind need, of laugh that makes me think she is going to. We so. need a movies that make us calendar so that we can oh, yeah, have a well, picture of oh, you with that, mm-hmm. pictures of us at um, Fan X, and yep. we could give it to charity. I like this plan. Well, yeah, I don't know that we'd sell it, so we should probably just give it to charity. <laughs> no, the money to charity, oh, the not money. the calendars. Okay, and I, I know three people that would buy them. Okay. Well, we'll Sammy, Dave. Stuff. Sammy's not buying anything. <laughs> She's getting it for Christmas. <laughs> you Christmas will present. like this. <laughs> hang that up. No, I'm talking. I, I, have, I think we have three listeners that would buy them. I think my mom would probably buy one. Because your mom's rad. Yeah. yeah, she is. Well, if we can get one of, of Val's, Val's that she's Val's a Huckleberry. <laughs> I'll dress up <laughs> like Val Kilmer. Perfect. Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast charity calendar. I like this. I'm I'm for it. We just got to get the pictures. Sweet, I know. We, a photographer. we should expand it and do. A, do you want to do a, like a stolen droids no. family calendar? No, no. They, they can get their own damn they can calendar. Do their own thing. 
And I say that as the president of Solar. Yes, I can do he just shut but I, that but down. But I do think that we need to have one picture where, like, Craig Price is just off in the background yes. all by himself. Like, we're up here having a good time, and he's just, like, sitting in a chair way back here. Because I feel like he is kind of our show this year a little bit. Like, we have just, just have inundated so him. him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how does he even like us still? I, I don't <laughs> know. And I'm going back on the show on Tuesday for oh cast my off. Yeah, I know. How I've, is got, that? I've got cast off with my brother on Tuesday, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he has nightmares about us? I'm sure he does. <laughs> At this point, he's got to. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just like spinning X. in his head. <laughs> one of those moments at Fan X where we'll see him, we'll be like, Craig. And he and just like, runs the other like, direction. He around and walks away. I don't know these guys. <laughs> um, that's awesome. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna put this calendar together. You got to take that picture. <laughs> I, I will say, speaking of, of Bette Midler, there was the the point where they're talking about we've become what everybody thought we were—the three witches—and I was like, "Yeah, hocus pocus, hocus pocus." Like, yeah, because you've got two, right of, you've got two of them in the movie. Yeah, you've got Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. and her in this yeah. movie. Yeah, that's, that's okay. true. It's, it's hocus pocus all over again. Typecasting. <laughs> so this is so totally different. It's not the same at all. Would you say it's more <laughs> like F9 or more <laughs> like Hocus Pocus? <laughs> On a scale of F9 to Hocus Pocus, where wow. does this movie fit? That is a weird scale to start like ranking movies. Hmm. It's not halfway. System. This is our new... This is, we're not going to do grades anymore. We're going to rate it on a system of Hocus Pocus to F9. Or even this. this movie even this. We've got F9 to rubber with Hocus Pocus being like right here. And, see, and I think the hard thing is, like we get it, but I think if somebody else comes on the show, we're like, we need you to rate this movie on a scale of rubber to F9. Hocus Pocus is in the middle. They'd be like, so which side is good and which side is bad? Like, it's all just, I'm so it's confused trying to... Yeah, it's a movie a strip. It loops back upon itself yeah. and then it's all awesome. Everything, it's timey wimey, wibbly wobbly. It's fine. <laughs> Jeremy, bear me. I don't know where to put it. I like this movie, so where do I put that? <laughs> I, we, we were recording the other day and uh, uh, stolen droids and. We were rating something, and we said on a scale of 1 to 10, we asked Colin on a scale of 1 to 10, and he said, so is 10 good then? I said, yes, like every other 1 to 10 scale <laughs> that's ever been done. Yes, 10 is good. I mean, I get it, like, because if you have the number one movie. Yes. If you're, like, counting down a top 10 list. Yes, right, the number, number 10. 10. So, like, but, like I get it, but. Says on a scale rating of it, 1 to 10. Yeah, yeah. scale of 1 to 10 Sorry, is Sorry, I was trying to have your back, down. but. <laughs> yeah. Kind of hard. I was kind of silly, Colin. <laughs> 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 Don't fire us. <laughs> you're you're getting fire. what you pay for with me. <laughs> We're package deal. He fires one of us, he fires all of us, and we just rename the show. It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll move forward. And the Salt Lake Cinema Club was born. <laughs> I don't think we can call it the Salt Lake Cinema Club. <laughs> that that, that feels way too much seriousness. I feel like we would have to know more yeah. than we actually do. <laughs> I feel like I'd have to do homework. I'd have to actually watch the movies we talk about. We'd have to pick like movies that like people hadn't seen and not like popular movies. We do pick movies people haven't seen. When you pick them, well, yeah, it's usually when you choose. I don't think there's any cinema. It's usually your pick. Except for for Rubber, I'm pretty sure it's all you. (laughs) Hey guys, we should watch this movie. Except I, I have okay. to tell you, I have more people comment to me in person about our rubber episode and yeah, the like, fact that they love that movie and they were so happy that, that we, we talked, talked about it. it. I've had at least three people, three whole people. Nice. But during a pandemic, like right. three whole people. Yeah. I, I'm really glad because that would have always been on my radar. Yeah. The fact that you were like, I didn't even know it. about it. I'm like. Yeah. All right. I just remember hearing about the killer engine tire, and then you gave <laughs> me a reason to see it. it. And that was a fun episode. That, that By got the way, very, very we're nerdy. sitting here at Watchtower, mm. and this is their Tongan caramel or oh, caramel that caramel stuff caramel is nectar from the gods. I, I don't care how you say it. Where's the it spork is. so I can just eat this from the jar? <laughs> 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 you probably go find one. <laughs> so, well, we've gone off the rails again. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that way. If we ever had have to change you, our show, <laughs> Off the Rails. There we go. Off the Rails movie podcast. So, 
you've already got the name Collins. So just, <laughs> just so you know. He's I'm, like, yeah, I'm but getting you said it copyrighted on my show. right. I'm registering it right now. <laughs> it's like when Tim Burton came up with the idea of the Nightmare Before Christmas, and then he left Disney, and Disney's like, nope, you created that on our time. Yeah, we own that. Well, then he got him back by saying, well, I'm not going to direct it then because I'm too busy with Batman Returns. <laughs> and then he basically did direct it through the guy that they said directed it, but it's fine. I, it's I, a whole different I episode. think Carrie sells Nick. Tim, Tim and I have had a lot of conversations. <laughs> oh! Right, there's my guy. There you go. There's you my cast. Guy. There's your director. All right. All right. <laughs> Tim and I have talked. We've talked a lot about it. A lot of conversations. So... Why did we not immediately go to Burton when we were trying to? Yeah, I mean, we should have known, right? He's my favorite for sure. That's the thing is, like, I feel like we started out with Stephen, but I feel like I've changed a lot since then, and I don't know that Stephen and I still have the same relationship that Mm. we once had. I respect Stephen, but I don't know that. Do you have a director on the side that you've kind of been talking to? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you, you upgraded for a younger man. You hit your forties and thought that's it. Trading up. I am. I'm getting she, married to a younger yeah, guy. So. Stephen was like cheating on her, and she decided to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see his West Side Story. That one is. Yeah, I definitely think we should talk about that when it comes a musical, out. I'm very interested. Well, in there's, it. If there's no finger snapping. I'm. It's got to be finger. This snapping. is the thing, though, is there's a little bit of controversy happening um, with that movie, especially with the controversy that happened within the Heights. Oh, um, the and casting. Which I don't. This is a hard thing for me mm-hmm, um, yep. to get into, but we should definitely have a conversation about it when it comes out. If you haven't seen In the Heights, I did enjoy it. I did think it was a little too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said this before. It's kind of yeah, like yeah. the Die Hard of musicals. It's it's a lot of musical and a lot mm-hmm. of different weird da- dance sequences, but it's really fun. Um, but I do think that there was an amazing amount of representation in this movie, and I don't know that any apologies needed to be made. So it's a movie made about a very specific um, area where he grew up and about a very specific um, people. And I, in the movie, I saw all different sorts of people, but it's also very specifically about this heritage of people. Mm -hmm. And so I think he did a great job, but again, I don't really get to have a say because it's it's, not my heritage. It's one of those where I I feel like it's hard for me to have... A, a point in the conversation just because mm-hmm. I feel like it's not mm-hmm. my yeah. conversation. I can't tell somebody when they watch it that they feel that they shouldn't feel underrepresented. Yeah. Right. If they don't feel represented, then yeah. that's, that's, I just that's, love seeing a movie. Like, I, I just love seeing a movie about a different culture that I didn't really yeah. know a lot about. And I felt like by the end of the musical, I did know a little bit more and I mm-hmm. was, I was intrigued. Yeah. So, I speak Spanish now after watching. So, <laughs> that would be weird. That would be because that's well, you already speak German, so. Well, I, I decided to go with a, but no, but I'm saying like, they're kind of in the same European family, so I can see you speaking Spanish well, now. Spanish is Latin, and German is Germanic, and it's very different. It, well, that came from Spain also, before it. Yeah. Also, one is a, a little bit more angry inclusive. than the other. Yeah, <laughs> guttural. I think you, really you spit get more throat. with one mm-hmm. than the other. Yeah. Spit that much with German. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. I, it, I used to, when I first got back from Germany, I would always get really upset when people would like overemphasize things in German, and it's a losing battle, and it's not worth fighting anymore. <laughs> so I just go with it. Yeah, you do. Here, let me say something in German to oh, you. But yeah, we should talk about West Side Story when it comes out. Like, exactly it. like, yeah, you know, I thought I would be a little upset when, you know, they weren't getting down to business in uh, Mulan, mm-hmm. but surprisingly, I was okay with it. Um, but if he takes that, you know, there's some very iconic scenes. Mm-hmm. I do not want him to remake the entire movie scene to scene of the, no. well, then why would you need a remake, right? right? right. So I do want to see, I want to see something way better than Ready Player One. Please, Stephen, mm-hmm. come on. I think maybe that's why our relationship has changed. Yeah, um, I can see that. that like, yeah, again, that I still be, respect him. I'm really happy note. with everything that's going on. He just signed a big deal with Netflix with yep. his production company. Um, well, it's interesting, too. He's doing a movie about, like, autobiographical. Yeah. It's a fictional retelling of his life, which 
Yeah. That's so, an odd again, one. I, mean, I like Steven him, but... Can pull something like that right. off, really. Like, right. I'm going to make an autobiographical fictional story about my life, and everybody's like, that sounds wonderful. Well, Elton John mm-hmm. did it, and it was a fantastic, so... Who did? Elton John. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. But if I think I there will it, be less singing and less glitter in Steven Spielberg. Definitely Spielberg's. less glitter, yeah. I would say definitely less singing, too. I don't know why you're, like, doubting <laughs> that there's going to be less singing. <laughs> what? What in Steven Spielberg's past makes you think it's going to be more musical? West Side Story. That's one, and it That's hasn't one. even happened yet. his future more than his past. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely less glitter, but I think there may be some singing. I just want him to come out and admit that he didn't want to make Ready Player yep. One mm-hmm. and that he didn't put 100% into it. That's and, what I, yeah. I want him to say he called it in. I just want yeah. him to admit mm-hmm. that he called in the movie and I, I'll be fine. Yeah. I think we all want that kind of admission from him. Yep. And Rush fans are still waiting for an apology for his just like deep rooted hatred for Rush. Thank you, sir. Even I, like, I was expecting to hear Rush. I was yeah. expecting mm-hmm. to see all these. And I get like not being able to do the Star Wars stuff, but yeah. hello, like one of your best friends. Can't he help you out? Yeah. Um, yeah, hey, George. I, this is Steven. Can't we? <laughs> and maybe there, and maybe there's a contract. Like I get it. Like yeah. Disney and Lucasfilms has things all pretty well wrapped up about you know how. They get to be portrayed in things, but I mean, when you know you're going to make this movie, yeah, how do you do it with some of the without some of the biggest mm-hmm. things in the book? Yeah, they've got all of their characters really wrapped up, except of course the Incredible Hulk. For whatever reason, they can't get that one fixed and make a movie because of Universal. Yeah, Universal's over there just laughing their heads out about one thing they've done right. Yeah. <laughs> that that the theme park rights, like I think they are loving that. You know, yeah, but that's a whole keeps, different end. Yeah. I mean, it is them, but it's a different entity yeah. as well. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey, Universal's still out there, and they're on their own. Mm-hmm. They're not owned by Warner Brothers or Disney. Yeah. So that's a good point. Hanging on. We'll see how long they can Yeah, last. Warner Brothers is part of a huge conglomerate now of HBO Max and Discovery and... And that's going to be changing yeah, I'm pretty just, soon. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they're going to fix the DC movies now that they're all part of What do you mean, movie? fix them? Stop it. Just burn them. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. What I, do you I'm mean, gonna... fix them? Like, what can you do to go back and fix them? Just start there's, making there's better movies. There's a couple we're saving. Just start making better. There are so the many stories. Wonder Woman was there great. There are so many stories to tell. Just forget about Wonder yeah. Woman 2. Move on Aquaman. and make another good movie. And Aquaman's fine. Aquaman 2 yeah. is in production. Yeah. Aquaman's fine. Like they're, it's fine. Mike is right there. Yeah, I know. Aquaman's fine. <laughs> there's nothing. Bad. There's nothing wrong with Aquaman. He is great. Like, <laughs> is wo- Wonder this Woman. Is, this is Wonder great. Woman and Aquaman were fine. The rest of they it's crap. But you don't need to remake it. Just make better yeah. movies. That's true. Shazam was good too. Shazam mm-hmm. was fine mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Helen Mirren. Is I don't even be... think of Shazam for some reason. I don't even because well, he wasn't put it in, in Justice League. He's yeah, yeah like I don't put yeah. it in the same crap hole that the rest of them. But are. Helen Mirren is going to play a villain in the sequel. I yeah, love Helen Mirren really so much. She was in F nine. Because she's in Hobbs and Shaw. That's yeah, right. She's the mom. That's right. Was Dwayne in it? No. No. Oh, that's too bad. There's reason. There's in reasons. Just watch the movie. All right, I'll watch the movie. <laughs> Why do I keep saying I'm going to watch this movie? That do I probably it. Am not do gonna... it. All do right. it. Peer pressure. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling it. I think you all should have watched it with me because you probably would have had a better time. Just like we need to watch Sharknado with Tracy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't think I'm going to enjoy it if I just watch it by yeah, myself. I know I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm going to change the channel if I watch it by myself because that's like what I'm I do sure, every time. Just like I'm sure there's not going to be any singing in the Steven Spielberg movie. Like, I don't. There, yeah. I think there will be singing. He hired people that can sing. There's gonna be singing. Why would you hire specifically people that weren't very well known actors that can sing? That's a valid point. In his biographical are, movie. Oh, I thought you meant West Side Story. <laughs> I'm sure there's gonna be singing in West Side Story. I knew you Okay, we've talked about, about a lot of things here today. <laughs> this was great because you two are crossing wires and I knew what was going and I'm just sitting there going like wait, it's hold delicious. on. A second. Yes. I think yes. she's talking about West Side Story. <laughs> My bad. I, I want there. it to be like that movie um, that was made about George Lucas when he went to USC film school when he was creating mm-hmm. um, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. What's that movie called? Um, Can we make the Steve? Yeah, no, no. It's the. It's about his yeah. life. What like? And I have it on VHS, so I'll take a picture of it. of it and I'll post it. But um, 
And it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Somebody gave it to me as a gift, and it's fantastic. But I want Steven Spielberg's to be like that to as well. Like that. It's I not going to. I'll be down for that. Probably going to. It's probably, anyway, who knows? I don't know how accurate you can direct a movie about your life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll yeah. be interesting to see. see I, I can't think of another filmmaker that's done that. I can't either. So... So anyway, so what would we give as a grade for First Wives Club? <laughs> oh, we're still talking about this movie? Yeah, that's the episode we're actually on. <laughs> I, I've moved past it. Um, Excuse me, my allergies. <laughs> um, I, it's George Lucas in Love. That's what it is, yes. And so it looks like that, and mm-hmm. then I have it in VHS. That looks amazing. It is. It's so amazing. <laughs> Uh, it's horrible, <laughs> but it is amazing because well, it's horrible. Like, amazingly, um, I give it a B. I just give it a B. I think this movie is just—it's not one you're going to watch all the time, mm-hmm. if yeah. ever again. But maybe when you're scrolling. But I do like it, and I think that people overlook it and they think it's one thing, but it's really another. So it's yeah. just fun. Uh, I'll go B minus, just a slight hair below that. Um, I know I'm not the target audience, and I will fully admit I was not in the correct mood for this movie last night when I watched it, but. Um, it was it was good. It was fun. I don't know that I'd go back and watch it again, but mm-hmm. that's that's where I'd go. I'll give it a B because I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going into it. Mm-hmm. So I think for that reason alone, I, like it was funny. It was yeah. legitimately funny, and mm-hmm. I think the actors in it are very talented. And like, if people don't understand why Goldie Hawn was as big a deal as she was, then you need to watch movies like this to get it. Mm-hmm. I want to just like hang out with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. I mean, like, step in line, like get in line. Right? We all do. I think that would be just so much. They they just seem like such cool people. Yeah, yeah. Like invite them over and like yeah. Jack Black and yeah. and uh, Paul oh. Rudd. I think that's who I'd like to just have over for dinner. Just those two and hang out with them. What would Did you, you make for a dinner with Jack Black, Paul Rudd, Gold, Goldie Hawn, Kim, Tim, Ru- Kurt Russell? Not Tim <laughs> Tim <laughs> I'm, Russell. I'm having some issues over here. I think I'm having a seizure. This is, what, this is what happens when we get together for the first time. Yes. Well, so. but, but us being Jack Black fans, do oh yourself a favor and look up. He was on the last episode of Conan O'Brien. Oh, yeah. And it's... Is he the one that smoked pot with him or did he smoke pot really with someone funny. else? That was somebody else. Okay. But I, uh, I also enjoyed Paul Rudd's last appearance. Paul Rudd yeah, I still need to watch that. I saw it, but there wasn't any sound because I was I was pretending like I was working at yeah. work, but really I was watching that. Yeah, but I need to watch, watch it, it with sound. You have to watch it's, that. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so there you go. First Wives Club. Next week we will be back with Red, uh, and then Tracy's the, the pig. first Red. Not yeah, the first Red. Okay, all right. Yeah, we're not doing both. We're just doing the no, one. Just, just the, the one. one. The original. Okay. All right. Yeah, just right. the original. And cool. then Tracy, what was your? Manhattan, uh, Muppets, Man- Man- Muppets take Manhattan. Okay. We've, we've done the Muppet movie, but that is a movie about bringing the gang back together. Literally, I think Literally, they sing a song about it do. in the movie, yeah. and mm-hmm. then Tracy, I'm sure, will sing it for us. Oh, It'll you know perfect. what's happening. It'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can find us on social media at all the places, movies that make us, so look us up. Uh, follow us there. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, like this video, comment on it, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And until next time, we won't see you at the movies. There's a song you could sing. Are you going to sing this out on this one? I don't a good song on this one. Don't tell oh, just the... me what to do. <laughs> oh, Jake's got it Whoa. this time. <laughs> well done. And on that note, we'll, we won't see you at the movies. <laughs> I totally forgot. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.